everybody, welcome to D Bronx Podcast, your fan base news and analysis revolving around all things Denver Broncos. Uh, I am your host, Austin, joined by my co-host, Ian. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. Kevin, the third of the hosts, is uh, unable to be with us today, um, unfortunately. Um, We have had some time off, some holy crap time off in terms of uh, last time we did a podcast. We did one uh, before the NFL draft. You can go back and look at that, kind of reviewing free agents uh, and stuff like that. Um, And then we just got into scheduling issues, technical difficulties, just a nightmare whirlwind of things going on. But we are back. It is going into week three. And we just watched the uh, the Browns come back and beat the Jets. It's Thursday. Yeah. Uh, at least <clears throat> at least when we're recording this. So the world probably is going to end within the next week. Um, well, you, know they, and, you know they gave away like free beer in Cleveland if they won that game, right? Dude, they needed something. They needed some sort of stimulation or... Dilly dilly. You know... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they needed some driving force to get them there because oh, it wasn't happening on their own. Um, Baker Mayfield came in the game, Tyrod Taylor, concussion, I think it's sec- second quarter. Yeah. Baker Mayfield comes in, comeback win, down 14 nothing, end up winning, was it 21-17? Yeah. the final? Yeah, yeah. and Baker Mayfield's so pretty... already confirmed for the next start next week against Oakland. Yeah, so pretty... Uh, Pretty big turns going on. Now, I don't know. I think part of that is because of the concussion to Tyrod Taylor. They want to be safe with that. But if he continues to perform, he's probably not going to be benched. So, um, so anyway, crazy turn of events there. But let's get back. Broncos. Uh, Broncos, praise God, 2-0 at this point in the season. Um, yep, easily we beat been. Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. 27-24 uh, week one. And then we beat... Oakland Raiders on a field goal, the end of the game, 20 to 19. Yep. Some crazy close games, um, some good performances from some players, some bad performances uh, from others. Yep. Um, Agreed. So let's dig into it a little bit. Um, just all encompassing at this point in the season, we're two games in. What are some of the things that have stood out to you so far? Uh, that we could honestly be 0-2 at this point. I mean, it's just a matter of a couple of plays. It's, it's Dude, I love free. going negative. Let's ke- let's stick with the negativity. Let's nah, go. You know, you got to keep it negative. I'm kidding. I'm sure. kidding. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I've seen some good play. I mean, obviously, we everybody in Broncos Nation uh, already knows that Philip Lindsay, he's a dude who's emerged on the scene as a – is a Man. hell of a playmaker already. Uh, yep. Young guy, not invited to the combine, undrafted free agent, Colorado. Out of Colorado. Out of Colorado. Yep. You know, it's like our uh, farm league. Uh, it's that is that literally is it's our uh, it's our affiliate. I swear to God, it's our AAA affiliate. Oh, for sure. Uh, he's done well. I, I, Freeman looks pretty good too. Hasn't had a huge breakout like we saw it points in the preseason Freeman here's the thing Freeman has looked good he's just been outshone by Lindsay because Lindsay's been really breaking out I don't I, Freeman has looked very good to me he's had some hard runs some broken tackles first downs very important if you mm-hmm. I watched that game against Oakland again Set it up. Uh, uh, actually I watched it two times once the condensed version once the full game um 
and he had some key key runs, especially that one, especially that runs. one uh, out to the uh, sideline that he had. Yeah, where where he had a guy uh, meet him in the backfield that he was able to escape mm-hmm. and run it around to the edge and get the first down, which would have ended up we would have ended up punting the ball probably. Oh at that sure, point. So, oh definitely. Uh, huge. Uh, he's been he's been very good, but outshone by Lindsey just because how dominant Lindsey has been. First undrafted rookie running back to uh, ever have more than a hundred scrimmage yards in their first two games. I know. Pretty uh, Isn't that crazy. Nuts. And we had a we had a guy by the name of uh, another another number thirty undrafted running back uh, Terrell Davis didn't even do that, and we all know what Terrell Davis is to this franchise and how important he was to those Super Bowl victories. Oh, he was so, the reason for him. He was, <laughs> dude, for sure. I mean, that was Elway's twilight years. Still had a little bit left in the tank, but it was almost reminiscent of, of course, Peyton Manning winning it with us, and exactly. it was more on the it was more on the strength of other people on the team than it was right. himself. Terrell Davis would be the main factor in those uh, victories, or those at least the uh, seasons leading up to those. Yeah, be, it, back then it was it was Terrell Davis and the O line, and then you had uh... yeah. I mean Shalareth, and you had just oh, just yeah. some nasties up front. Up front, so yeah, Todd Naylor. Yeah, you had some Best. great defenders as well. I'm trying to think other people that I think that stood out. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders at the first game. Yeah, yeah, the first game. Well, he he had four catches for I think 94 yards in the second game. He's looked really good. He has, he's... All four of those catches were at least 20 yards. Yeah, yeah. So. That's huge. Um, biggest thing I think that's, that stood out to me um, through two games is something that was non-existent from the team last year for the most part, and that was the, the team's resilience as a whole. Their ability to bounce back uh, if they've given up a, a long touchdown drive to – to uh, the opposing team, mm-hmm. they're able to get 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 right back down the field and score a touchdown. It happened like two or three times uh, in the Seahawks game. They just kept answering, uh, answering back every time Seattle would score. Um, so it showed right. a bunch of resiliency. And even, I mean, against Oakland, we looked bad. We were not the better team that day. No, let's be real. We were not. We did not play like the better team that day. But it does, uh, especially in the first half, but it does say something about a team if they can have an off day like that and still come out with a victory and a very improbable victory at that. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with leadership. Um, Anyone who's ever listened to this podcast in the last two two years or so uh, knows that me personally, I was a pretty big fan of Trevor Simeon, mm-hmm. and I know I'm getting a hate mail and stuff for that. I don't even care. It's all good. I'm completely, completely fine with that. Like he showed a lot, especially in his first season, um, before he hit that that his first true rough patch in that second season uh, last year. We had you know seven or eight games. Um, he looked good, but he didn't have the type of leadership that a Case Keenum has, and that's an underrated part of. Of being a quarterback, I mean, you look at Tim Tebow. At, at least, at, at least in terms of quarterback, he did he didn't really have a 
skill set to speak of at all, but he just had this unbelievable leadership he did. that would take over a game. And Case Keenum has, I mean, I don't think he's same leadership level as Tim Tebow, but he's a great leader and a better quarterback, obviously. Um, he's definitely a better quarterback. So it's And it's something that, as much as I like Simeon and was would have been happy with him remaining as our backup quarterback. That's that's nothing against Kelly. Chad Kelly looked really good in preseason. I'm, I'm right. happy to have him. But obviously, it is good to have a backup that's got some experience and stuff. Um, sure. Would have liked to keep him as a backup. And say what you will about him as a quarterback. We were 5-5 five and five with him last year and 0-6 oh and without him. So that probably says something. Um, right. But anyways, moving on from that... Just the really resiliency really looked good, um, and that's something that makes me feel better when it comes to close games. We've already won two close games. Yes, and that's huge for a team. So it is. It, it's huge. Um, I think Case Keenum has played slightly underwhelming. Um, yeah, he's been he's been mediocre. He's, he's been me- Yeah, yeah. He's not been what we paid the the money for. I will give him this though. Uh, there has been some key drops. Yeah, that's um, true. It's a key drop, some key missed calls by the officials. <clears throat> two. Oh, the, especially this last game, man, was oh, terrible. Oh, the came two, to... especially the, the, oh, the Cortland the Tim, one. The Tim, well, I I mean, yes. And I'm the Tim Patrick, too. The Tim Patrick touchdown was one that should have been a no-doubter because it, it they literally, the refs did not know the call. And the officiating uh, team in New York actually have come out and said that that should have been a touchdown. And, shouldn't have and been they overturned. came out and said that the uh, Cortland Sutton one should have been a touchdown. You should have had. Yes, yes. And what's what's crazy about these is the first one, the Tim Patrick one, was called a touchdown on the field. So it wasn't just a situation where it was inconclusive and the call right. stood, but they confirmed it and overturned it. They don't. It's it's like these refs do not even know. Uh, that the rule, the catch rule has changed, that yep. you no longer have to survive through the ground. That's not part of the rule when it comes exactly. to catching the ball anymore. Um, and when it came came to uh, the Cortland Sutton, that ridiculous catch in the end zone, Jeez. where they say that his his uh, his foot tapped on the white line or something, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't. It, it didn't. And even even if that was the call in the field, which it was. At the very most, it should have said call stands. But to say that it, the call was confirmed means that had it been called a touchdown originally, that they would have overturned that too. True. And there was <clears throat> nothing conclusive about that. There was nothing conclusive to say that his foot definitely touched the white line. So that that that's some that's I don't know if that's incompetence by the ref ref referee crew or. Or simply, hey, we honestly are like the Raiders to win this game. I mean, that's what I thought. I mean, I thought it was complete incompetence. I mean, when I yeah. that was a, a great catch. Not that, you know, I mean, he could have been pushed out of bounds and still would have made a great catch, but he was in bounds. That was what blew my mind. Yeah, but you know, you know, we we, we cry over spilled milk all day. We won the game despite those calls. Another cool stat: Case Keenum does have fourteen passes. Completed passes over twenty yards. He's he's pushing the field, which is something that we didn't do much last year. 
at all. So that is that's 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 opened things up. Even though his numbers have been mediocre, it's also helped open up that run game with Freeman and Lindsey, and to a much lesser degree, uh, Booker. I haven't seen him really do anything. He's had a couple carries. We but. haven't seen him do anything in three years. <laughs> Dude, I'm so done with that guy. guy like, just, I'm sorry. The guy just loves the backs of dudes. Because that's <laughs> Dude, all he, he runs, runs into. into the, the backs of his own <laughs> linemen. And this is nothing. I'm going to support him anytime he's in the game. Oh, yeah. I'm rooting he's for a Bronco, him. so I, I obviously want him to succeed, but I have, I have not seen anything I, I definitely don't want him to fail. As no. soon as I see number 23 in the game, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> oh, no. Let's get that first 20-yard run in three years. Let's do it, bruh. No, dude. Only, only highlight he has that I can think of is the one that got turned back because when he leaped. Yeah, over when the he guy. jumped over the dude, and then it got called back. <laughs> you know, it got called back on, right? That was on Bowles, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Garrett, good old Garrett. Garrett, Bowles. yeah, Garrett. Penalty on Bowles. His, dude, nick, his nickname should penalty be penalty on. <laughs> that should be his nickname, dude. Penalty that should be on. his nickname, <laughs> Garrett. Penalty on Bowles. <laughs> Uh, what what number is Bowles seventy two? Yeah, Garrett, penalty on number seventy two Bowles. <laughs> right there, dude. Although our offensive line has looked dominant in the running game. No, our our has, our offensive line is almost much a improved. One eighty from the last almost two years. a one eighty. Although the first half of the Oakland game, Case was under a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, but. In the first half, not 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 as much in the second half. They cleaned something up, um, which was strange because Jared Valdir, starting right tackle, actually went down. Dead. He's gonna be fine. Um, now. Yeah, he's gonna be fine, which is good. G- great news. Thank you. Uh, but he went down, and uh, what's his name went in for him. Um, uh, I can't. Th- was it was it Billy Turner that went in for I him? I thought it was the other guy. I thought it was the other guy that went in for him. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I know this is a Broncos podcast, and we can't even think of the oh, guy's you're talking, name. Oh, you talking about Adam Jones? Probably turn it off right now. Uh, say that again. Adam Jones, the rookie. No, Adam Jones. I don't think his first name's Adam anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's Adam. Is it Adam? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was that actually went in for him, but did an admirable job. Obviously, went down the field, marched down the field. Scored the field goal to take the lead. Six seconds left. We only led those six seconds. Yeah. The entire game, those six seconds, the only time that we led. Excuse me, in that game. And that. It was crazy. And Valdir is pretty supposed crazy. to be back. And so is Case Keenum because they're both dealing with little injuries. And we're, record- yeah, Case- we're recording this on a Thursday. They haven't practiced yeah. this week yet, but they're supposed to be on practice. They're supposed to be both at practice on Friday. Yeah. So that's. You, you might. Whoever listens to this, you might, well, you may know. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, we already know, yeah. dude. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we're clearly failing at this whole uh, news and analysis <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> the news part, especially. We just need your email so we can wake you up in the middle of like the night to tell you what we. Know. Yeah, dude, we'll we'll pull we'll be like Adam Shafter, Ian Rappaport over here, dude. Oh, if for you, sure. Uh, if you give us your email subscription, we are going to absolutely harass you until you're no longer a Broncos fan, which oh, exactly. hopefully never happens. But I was wondering, I, I, I was wondering, I was like, how does, I wonder if Trevor Simeon like just turns on the Broncos game and he's like, well, damn, dude. 
that offensive line looks pretty good this year. Dude, I, he would have liked to have this years? offensive line. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he would have liked to have this offensive line. Oh, my God. But cool. whatever. I mean, he's on a good team now. I mean, Vikings look good. Yeah, they do look good. Um, but he would have, I'm sure, would have liked to have a good offensive line <laughs> when he was a starter. So I'm sure. Um, either, either way, I mean – one guy that one guy I've heard a lot about, like you know, we're you and I are both in some of these uh, uh, Broncos fan groups and whatnot, right? Um, oh yeah, Facebook fan groups, dude. It's where you, it's where you groups, weed man. out the weak, bro. <laughs> dude, there's there's some weak fans in there that Jeez, uh, that like to charade around. Um, just just uh, a lot of negativity, a lot of hatred for Broncos. Uh, players and coaches and uh i understand frustrations and stuff but there's some downright hatred towards some of our uh some of our own i mean they, ex- they literally groups, expect man. the broncos to throw for 750 yards a game dude run they, for 350 and then everybody perfection. have 200 yards receiving so so one guy one guy that has gotten a lot of flack on these on these fan sites which is probably 10% of them but they speak like they're ninety percent of it, you know. They're just the keyboard warriors, you know. Um, oh yeah. Talking about Demaryius Thomas, they, they there's I can't tell you how many people I've found on this website that absolutely hate Demaryius Thomas because of drops. And now here I'm not ignorant. I'm not <clears throat> ignorant to the fact that he's had some drop issues. Like too many drops, but in his career. But he, you and I have discussed this before, and I've done research on this because I was always a big fan and. Well, always uh, I started notice. I started notice the same same things that everyone else is. Oh, he's why is he dropping so many balls? So I so I started to do a little bit more research on it. If you look at in terms of uh, on a year to year basis, on average, the most talented big name receivers are almost always at the top in terms of uh, in terms of number of drops. Yeah, because they have the, they have the most targets. They have the most targets. That's number one. Number two. Um, one thing I've noticed about Demaryius Thomas uh, that some you know some mediocre research has backed up. Not not to say that I did every bit of digging you can do, but some mediocre research has backed up is that Demaryius Thomas it appears much worse than it actually is because he has a game like this past week in o- or against Oakland where he'll have three drops and he'll have at least one of them in a key moment of the game. It, like that like final drops. <laughs> yeah, and, and so it'll magnify the issue. And I think he's got four or five drops already this year. Not, two games. It ain't, it, that's got to get it corrected. It ain't good. Yeah, that's, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that, oh, we should just let him drop the ball, you know, three times a game. I'm not of, you know, I'm not of that thinking. However, yeah. in the past, and it's been pretty consistent, He'll have these bad games where he'll drop two or three balls, and then he'll absolutely go off the next like two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed is that he'll have most of his drops in the course of like two or three games throughout a season, and then have either no drops or virtually no drops the rest of the season. It's it's right. almost like there's something about I don't know he gets in his own head during one of these games, or or maybe a opposing member of or opposing team uh, player gets in his head or something. Something happens where he just has a terrible game, and then he typically always rebounds, but by that time, 
the narrative is, oh, he's he's got drop issues. Well, not to mention so, that clutch catch he had against Seattle, where that dude, and that window was, and that's, was so barely fit in. He was oh the only gosh, one that really could. I mean, he had to have the strong hands to catch that ball. Oh man, that's not a ball that most receivers are going to catch. And that was Hell the game no. winner against Seattle, and people already had forgotten about it. And here's another thing that they say about him is that he's got no passion. They say that oh, he's got no passion. He doesn't play with heart. And I don't know if anyone else is watching that Seahawks game, but when he got that catch and it was initially rolled, ruled a incompletion out of bounds, oh, yeah. he was the one freaking out like, no, look at it. Like it was because of his passion in that moment that they en- ended up ruling it a touchdown. So this whole lack of passion does not even make sense. He's always had passion. He's just not the same personality type as uh as an Emmanuel Sanders for instance Emmanuel we love his personality we love Emmanuel Sanders but they're just two different personality types well, they're two not everyone who does if it's not like every player who is not constantly in your face almost diva-esque oh he, like every player he was definitely a diva he was a he yes. was a he was a he was a stealer yeah yeah we're all true. divas that's on true. the Steelers <laughs> So and I and this is and this is not to say we, this is no disrespect to Sanders because we love Sanders. Oh, we love Sanders. But um, not everyone's that same personality type. That doesn't mean they don't have heart or a passion for the game. I mean, that's maybe one in every fifty players in the NFL that has that kind of personality. So but here's the, I, I mean, or what I th- you know you you and I Ian we're we're uh, we're Mariners fans. Another guy is D Gordon. He has that same kind of personality. Oh, sure. Very fiery, very excited. Not most players do not have that kind of personality type. Does not mean they're not playing with heart. Sorry, that's just. I mean, it, oh. it is. But what I was going to say is, yeah, I'll let you like go with, first. with these, like these Facebook groups and stuff like that. You're getting Facebook is a millennial thing, so yeah. we're getting millennial fans. You're not getting old school fans like me, you, Kevin, or, our dad, stuff like that, or most of pretty much Broncos country. You're getting no. There's a lot of fans on there that are the people who literally will not let go of the Elway era. Yeah. So ed- the everybody sucks who's not in the Elway era. Exactly. He was oh. talking about like Ed McCaffrey being better than Demarius Thomas. Like Ed McCaffrey, we loved. Oh, ed the bruise was the bad. The, was but the dude. Yeah, they want to talk. They but, always want to talk about stats. But here's well, the thing no, with well, the stats: it, they, they, the guys nowadays, all they want to do is talk about stats. It's all they don't care about winning. They just care about stats. Yeah, which is not what football's. About it's great. I mean, if if that was the case, we should have. I mean, in his first sixteen games as a starting quarterback, Elway had ten touchdowns and twenty two interceptions. Should we have bailed on him because of that? Oh yeah, with Demarius Thomas when he was a first round pick, he barely touched the ball in two thousand ten. Should we have bailed on him? Yeah, these dudes. Well, they're probably saying that now. These dudes on a lot of these sites, and this is this is. This is probably 10% on of the people on these sites. So nobody listening to this, don't get us wrong. We see a lot of positives from a lot of fans on these. Like we're not trashing. No, we're just I'm I'm Too just much. I'm just saying we need to we need to support our team. That's, you know, we need to support our guys and our team. And Demarius Thomas has Win put, or lose. Uh he's he's a ring of famer in the Bronco for the Broncos undoubtedly. And if he continues at the current trajectory could end up being a Hall of Famer. So to say this guy is trash or that he sucks or anything like that is just complete ignorance and complete disrespect for what he has done 
for this team. You want to talk about he plays with no heart? Well, guess what? He set a Super Bowl record for catches in a single game. That we lost. Uh, that we lost against the Seahawks because mm-hmm. he was the only one still playing with passion in that game. Now people are like, oh, well, he signed his contract. and Well, anyways, the one, <laughs> one point that I want to make is there was a guy that just absolutely baffled me. Uh, talking about uh, a top 10 receiver. This is what he said. He said, a thou- he literally said this. He says, a thousand yards is not even good for a receiver. He says a top 10 receiver should be make- should get fourteen to 1,500 yards every year. Okay. I mean, I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? That's a top, Did, that's a top two receiver. That's a top two receiver. He, so he was making the claim that there should be 10 receivers every year that have at least 1,400 yards. I don't know when the last time that's ever happened, if it's ever happened. Last year, 2017, two guys had at least 1,400 yards. It was Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. 2016, it was two guys. I do not know who it was. I cannot remember who it was. 2015 was like a spike, had like five or six that had at least 1,400 yards. So this is just absolute lunacy to say that... that, um, that a thousand yards is not good, and he should have any top ten receiver should have fourteen to fifteen hundred yards every year. I was like, this is this is absolute lunacy. This guy does not know anything about football whatsoever. Um, so you can't and has you can't com- feed the ball to just one. Cat. Yeah, and in that nightmare of a carousel of quarterbacks we had last year with no offensive line to help protect them. He still was only about 40 yards shy of another 1,000-yard season, which would have made six consecutive, which two of them were with Trevor Simeon's starting, first starting year and Peyton Manning's really, really down year and slash Brock Osweiler. Still had still had 1,000 yards in both of those seasons and almost had it last year. Mm-hmm. So there's just a complete disrespect for this guy because you see three three drops in a game and you forget everything else he's ever done for the franchise. They, and they else. don't even... Everything that he did the game prior with a game-winning touchdown that was a ridiculous catch. I and mean, these guys got to understand that still to this day, even with the 2016-2017 season, both those dudes did play well with shoddy quarterback play. Even in 2015, it was shoddy quarterback play. There's still yeah. the duo still has the most yards as a duo than anybody else in the National Football League since 2014. So Since 2014, yeah, as a duo. Um, and 2014 was Peyton Manning's last good year mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of, you know, effectiveness, you know, he obviously, you know, he, when he came back, he had a pretty good run in the playoffs, but certainly didn't light the world on fire. Um, no, not at all. But moving on from that. So I've, I've made my point clear on that. Let's support our team. Let's, I mean, especially a guy like Demaryius Thomas, who's been a Bronco since day one, has never tried to get out, has never tried to be traded. He's been a Bronco the whole time. And he's been a great Bronco. You need to support these guys. We let's, understand. Let's rally around like, them. We understand yeah. the frustration because we're frustrated. Yeah, we I understand would, the dude, frustration. Dude, when he dropped that but pass. trade him, cut him, release him. Dude, you I you don't flipped. Cut I dropped a dude like that. M- no, dude, I dropped a major F-bomb when he dropped that one on the final drive. Oh, dude, you, dude I almost lost dude, it. I, I almost was... launched a Bud Light across the bar. 
Dude, I but almost launched I my TV across the room. I know. And that's more expensive. I did. I did that's do more that. expensive. That's, that that's more expensive than my Bud Light. Because I could imme- <laughs> I could, I could immediately right. got another one. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have had to wait a minute. <laughs> but you might have been kicked out, but as long as you got that second Bud Light, dude. Um, God, we are really flexing our muscles here talking about Bud Lights. Um, but, yeah, you can't cut a guy like that. And we feel the frustration just like every one of you do if you're listening to this and you're one of those people frustrated, trade him, cut him, whatever. I mean, we, we were frustrated last year when he was dropping the balls. We've all... Dude, yeah, it's... But you got but, gotta... but he has these games. Watch the rest of the year. He has these games. We'll have... Two or three drops, and then he's gonna go off. He's gonna go off. He's gonna go off, and then he might have another game where he has two drops. But I'll you always have... rock with a cat, dude. That gets ninety because the dude is gonna have some ridiculous ass catches, just like he had in that first game, that are Agreed. gonna be clutch or game winners, like that one was. Like on set. So you have to stick with like the a week ago. Stop giving up on everyone. Can't give up. He's on only thirty him. years old. Um. Anyways, so moving forward, we're two and zero. Oh. We have a hard game this week. Mm. We're going to Baltimore. And the reason I say this is a hard, hard game is because Baltimore, is as, as weak as they looked against the Bengals, still think they're a good team. And teams going from the West Coast to the East Coast for a day game do not have a very good track record. It is very hard to go from the West Coast to the East Coast and play a day game. And they play and well. they played on Thursday. So they And yeah, that's true. So they've had extra time to prepare um and get their heads right or whatever. So it's a tough game. Um they do got a good run defense. Yeah, yeah. They got run. a good run defense. Their pass rushes look lackluster. Of course, well, okay. It looked great against the Bills, but everything. That might be because the Bills are that bad. Like it might it might just be because the Bills are... You can bad. roll out a high school team right now. And Dude. The, somebody, one of the high schoolers might make a good play. Dude, I'm telling you, if you and I went out there, we'd probably... We'd probably... You know, we'd probably have about 150 total scrimmage yards between the two of us. Like, Dude, if I was a wide receiver on against that team, the Bills. me and Josh Allen might hook up for... He might target me like six times. I'm going to get two. <laughs> For, <laughs> I'm gonna get at least two against against NFL players. I'm gonna get two catches. I'll guaranteed. get two catches. I'll get two catches. And from a rookie and from a rookie quarterback, I'll nonetheless. No, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. I'd be murdered. But dude, anyways, go ahead. Oh no, I was just thinking. <laughs> dude, Ravens. 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 So passwords look great. I mean, it was a it was a tale of two games entirely. I mean, they absolutely slaughtered Bills. It was they, they dropped forty seven on them or something stupid like that. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, and then and then the game against the Bengals, the game wasn't even as close as the final score was. No, AJ Green went off. I mean, absolutely off. Their thing is, here's how they could technically beat us. We. As a as a team, we have more. hold on, hold on, hold on, time it's out. Do you really want to share this? Because this might actually get around to the Ravens' locker room before the game. Do you want to share this? I do want to share this. Okay, let's do it. Uh, the only thing that scares me is John Brown. Yeah, 
because <laughs> as former we, Cardinal, dude, former Cardinal, but he's got extreme speed. And here's another thing that I haven't liked about the Broncos. Oh, you're right. Our secondary sucks. Uh, Chris Harris has looked like genuine Chris Harris. He's looked good, but, but Bradley, Bradley Roby is not looking like what we thought he was going to look like. He's not worth the eight. I mean, I'm not saying he's not worth he. Bradley Roby is a good two, great three. Absolutely. They should have never agree. got rid of Tlaib. Um, not yeah. saying he has not the speed, but he gets unless he's in front of the receiver, he gets beat every time. And a person, that, you know, I I've seen it. he's getting beat on a lot of inside cuts, dude. Inside a lot cuts, of inside cuts. But guess what? John Brown's not going to do. He's not going to make inside cuts too much. That I think he's going to be a dude that just straight goes down the line. He's more, yep. And that's where we're going to see. And you know what Flacco likes to do. Heave it. Heave it. We saw, we remember 2012 Raheem Moore. We remember. Dude, I've, hashtag. I've, I've actually we filled in. I, I've, I went full total recall and filled in that day with a completely different memory. I do not remember that at all. I broke my pinky that day. You punched a wall. I punched a garage door. <laughs> oh, was it a garage door? <laughs> at least it wasn't concrete. That's what it was. <laughs> Dude, yeah. If you just punch the floor of the garage, oh my god! I mean, that was that was that was the year they were going crazy. Flacco didn't beat us. Raheem Moore beat us. Oh, dude, Raheem Moore. My gosh, dude, Simmons, do not pull a Raheem Moore. I don't think he was. Simmons is a better. He's a way better athlete. Way better athlete. Oh, way better athlete. But I'm just saying, don't pull a Raheem Moore. Don't, dude. Oh, do dude. Not do oh it. my gosh. But that's the only thing that scares me. I, you know, our. Our running, our our run defense is not as good as it was last year, but it's still good. Um, our run defense has looked good. I think our run defense looked good. Now Carlson with the Seahawks, the Seahawks, year, they kind of dice us up a little bit, a little bit, not much, not much. Now here's the thing: you can't compare too much to last year because in those first four games last year, our run defense was historical. Yeah, it was. So it, you it was weird. Good. It was weird good. So you can't compare too much to that. Our run defense has been good, a strength, not something I'm worried about, at least not yet, at least not to this point. Um, and one thing that really, really showed us how good our run defense is, mm-hmm. is I can't think of a better running back in the league to have for your four-minute offense to dra- drain the clock than Marshawn Lynch. And we were still able to make the stop when we need to make the stop and get the ball back. Oh, yeah. Minutes. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. So – so I think that showed just our, our run defense is legit. But our pass defense, no fly zone, is nowhere to be seen right now. Well, there is. Except for Chris Harris. Well, basically, you know, I, like I, I listen to 104 The Fan literally all day long, every day at work. Yeah. Um, there mm-hmm. is, the, the no fly zone, is it's it's gone. I mean, it left when Tlaib and Ward left. It's gone. Yeah, it's, it's not around. It's like saying that uh, there was there was some inkling of it last year because Talib was still that good, and even though we would a lot of times our team would just give up at the end of games when we were still in games, the the pass defense was still elite. But but what I'm saying is like is like I want the the new defense to do their new thing. Like we're never gonna be Orange Crush again. That was the '70s. 
just like yeah. the Legion of Boom is obviously not the Legion of Boom. Do your own thing. All right, so the 2013 to 2015 Broncos were the uh, no-fly zone. That's gone. Now these dudes have to create their own thing, be your own monster, create a new thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping so. I mean, I mean, we got Adam Jones. He's 35, so he's not going to be around for much longer. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm still I'm still skeptical about him jumping Tremaine Brock. I mean, Tremaine Brock, the reason why he's both, I can't really say that either. It's like, oh, he wasn't in training camp. Neither was Adam Jones. Um, you know, you know what I'd do, honestly. What? Couple, couple, get a couple picks and trade for uh, Patrick Peterson. That's gonna sound weird. It's, it's not that bad of an. It's idea, not about because you look. I've never look even at, never even crossed my mind. Look never at the car. Look mind. at the Cardinals right now. Oh, they're a train wreck. Exactly. Dude. Sorry, they're, Kurt. They're gonna start. They're gonna start shipping out people. We might we we might want to be the first people on that Patrick Peterson ship. Give up a. Give up a two. Not don't give up a one. Give up a two. No, not a two. Or not a well, not a, definitely not a one, a two. I I guess I could see. Yeah, it, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Um, I'm not gonna lie. That came yeah. that that came from Broncos Nation. That came from Broncos Country. And Cecil Lammy was talking about that on 104 The Fam. Really? If yeah, like what if you know we solidified that. That first, you know, the first or second, because you know, Chris Harris is Chris Harris. He's good. We're good, dude. If you got Chris Harris and Patrick Peterson, but oh our other, God. our other cornerbacks are like, ugh. Like I mean, I mean, Brad, Bradley Roby's good, but he's not an outside guy. Well, he's he's not been good so far. I mean, I haven't completely given up on him. After oh, I'm not giving up um, on him. But here's the thing, Tremaine Brock. Last time he played extensive, so he played for the Vikings last year and was like a number three or four. He got no snaps. Did did fairly well, but didn't play a whole ton because they had Xavier Rhodes and uh, what's that old guy? What's his Terrence? Is it Terrence Newman? Oh, yeah, Terrence Newman. He, I, yeah. he's, he retired. So they had, yeah, and he was playing out of his mind for his age. So they had guys that were just he's an all time great above dude. him. <laughs> Yeah, oh great. But 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 the year prior to last year, Tremaine Brock was ranked sixteen uh, by Pro Football Fo- by Pro Football Focus number sixteen. When he played for the Raiders in the league. Yeah, when he played for the Raiders. Yeah. He was number sixteen in the league uh in terms of coverage cornerbacks. That that would put him in a number that would make him a number one type talent that isn't getting the necessary playtime to get into a rhythm. That's the way that I see it. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that he should supplant Roby, but I do think that he should supplant Jones. I think the reason that Jones is getting the playing time he, he is is because Vance Joseph was his coach in uh, in Cincinnati for a, a year or two. Or it could be the and Isaiah McKenzie effect. <laughs> well, no, I, well I, I'm not saying cut. Adam Jones because he still won him on punts, but and he would still obviously as a four would as a number four uh, corner would still get playing time. 
just like Brock has still gotten some playing time. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do th- at least at this stage of his career, at this stage of his career, I think Brock is a better corner right now. Not maybe not career wise, full career, but right now is a better coverage corner than Adam Jones is. Um, and he, he, but he needs playing time to get into a rhythm, just like anybody does. People need to get into a rhythm. So that's my stance. I'm not. I could be wrong, but that's just what I've noticed or what I've seen. And and uh, going off of what Brock has done when he has had the extensive playing time. So right. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. I mean. Anyways. Um. Well, we really don't know much about either one of them. Honestly. Not at this point. No, I, mean, I mean, not like two and zero. Oh, yeah, two and zero. Oh, uh, we can't complain. Can't complain too much. Just gotta kind of ride it out. Uh, see how things develop. Uh, it's kind of early to make any too too many harsh judgments on anything. Our uh, it's just like you know you think about our offensive line or not our offensive line, but our defensive, uh, our pass rush. I should say specifically, our pass rush looked absolutely phenomenal against the uh, Seahawks and and not not terrible but not not very good against the raiders um but you know i'm digging a little bit deeper raiders even though they haven't been they're don't they're not looking like one of the better teams they still have an elite offensive line yes they do so the fact that we weren't getting to uh to Derek carr much in this game doesn't worry me that much in the grand scheme of things because that is still one of the best offensive lines even if the team's not performing well um, even in week one, the Raiders, uh, the Raiders got beat pretty handily, but they, they still weren't giving up a lot of stat sacks. It wasn't why they got no. beat. It started um, out good so I, too. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to have a lot more luck or a lot more success in the pass rush department this week against the Ravens. Cause the Ravens, like you were saying, they like to stretch the field and throw it deep. That can give Vaughn Miller and Chubb and Shaq Barrett and those guys some extra time to try and get to the quarterback. So I think we'll have a little bit more success. The reason Derek Carr was so successful against us was because of the quick passing game, and that is not Flacco's strength. No, strength. he dipped. You know, he just dipped and dunked, dipped and dunked. I mean, I mean, he had like yeah. the highest pass rate in like the last like forty years. Well, <laughs> completion percentage. That's right. He at. was in the top top. I think top three. I think Kurt Warner still holds the record for that at like 92% or something ridiculous like that. Um, but the reason he did it was because they neutralized the pass rush by Dinkin and Dawkins mm-hmm. with the quick inside cuts to Mari Cooper and stuff like that. Um, and I don't think that's going to work as well against us with the Ravens because Flacco doesn't, that's not one of his strengths. He's a, he's a guy who throws the ball deep and he's accurate, deep ball thrower, ridiculous arm. I mean, the dude is what six, six, like 240, 50 pounds. Um, dude can launch it, but Dinkin and Duncan's not his strength. And I think our pass rush is good enough to get to them if they try to throw it deep too often. So, um, I do want to, I do want to get a little bit of a prediction here from you. So, the uh, the Ravens are one and one right now. Like I said, they stomped the Bills, but then pretty much got stomped by the Bengals. Um, with that being said, 
With that being said, what would you say are the chances that we win this game? That we go into Baltimore and win this game? Honestly, I feel like our chances are high. Okay. Only because they haven't really ran the ball too well. No, they haven't. Um, they haven't. They've got some. They've gotten some short yardage uh, touchdowns, but haven't haven't really haven't. defended the ball. They haven't really defended the run well. I mean, they did against the Bills. Oh, the Bills. I mean, yeah. yeah, but you got you got McCoy who's dealing with a head injury, and then he. Might have slapped the chick. I mean, you know who knows with that <laughs> dude, dude. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with that team. But <laughs> I mean, they're just a. They're just. A, they're. Just a, they're a circus. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think we got a good chance to win. I mean, yeah. I'm, you have a prediction? Oh, you want me? Uh, I say we win this game twenty-seven, seventeen. Kind of. Yeah, so pretty handily. I think it's pretty handily. I think I think this is the game, and I'm hoping this. I think this is the game that Case Keenum figures it out and the wide receivers. Kind of gets back on track. And the wide receivers Obviously. figure it out. No drop. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some drop somewhere. But I think this yeah. is. I mean, Cor- yeah, Cortland Sutton had two drops in the last game, two in addition to Demarius Thomas's three. So drops were. An issue this past game for sure, but Sanders he's figured it out this year. He's, he's figured it out, and I hope Case Keenum went in there and was like, "Look, I know I'm the new dude, but if I throw you the damn ball, will you catch, <laughs> catch the thing?" <laughs> like I know you guys dude, have been in the league longer than me, yeah, for I, the love of God. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think yeah I do. Sever Cortland and Sutton. I'm like, that's a rookie thing, but seriously, you need to stop oh, dude, it. You can't. You need yeah, to stop I that. Mean, here, here's the thing. Uh, Case Keenum, uh, to, uh, to this point, three touchdowns, four interceptions, has has looked fairly mediocre for the most part, but has connected in key moments, which is good. Yeah. But I do think this this game he will statistically have a better game, uh, higher passer rating. Pro- I'm thinking he's going to throw uh, probably for two or three touchdowns in this one. Um and just overall a better game. I mean, uh, my prediction. Go for it. Let me let me go my prediction here. Okay. I'm thinking 24-23, Broncos on the road in Baltimore win this game, but very close fashion, just like the first two games have been. I agree with that, and the reason why I agree with that is because the Baltimore Ravens are going up against the second best rushing team through the first two weeks. With two rookie running backs. With two rookie running backs. <laughs> and then that, a great offensive line. And that veteran back. back there named Booker that, you know, he might as well just start running towards the other end zone. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> all he's got to do is see their face and he'll start running away because all he does is run into backs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he sees their face. He's like, "That's not what I've ever seen." I'm running back this way, dude. Poor, I like, I, I like, I hope he does well. I hope he never so listens to this like podcast. I'm gonna haunt that dude down, <laughs> dude. We, our lives are on the line if he hears it. <laughs> but um, I think you know. I said twenty-seven, um, 
2817. I think you said 2717, but right. very close. Well, yeah, same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's what's one point really? Um, it was yeah. the difference in the game against the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one That's point? True. Remember we blocked that extra point. I think in the second quarter that was literally the difference in the game. They need, we need a producer to like club me on the back of my head. Like, do you know? You, you hey, said do, yeah, bro. We, we need it. We need a producer that's not also <laughs> on the show. Um, dude, right. did you see who blocked that PAT? By the way, no, I didn't. No, it was Shaq Barrett. My man. Oh Shaq. yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. My man, forty-eight. <laughs> Yeah, I was stoked, man. I was stoked when I noticed it was him. Um, I, like I like that guy a lot, dude. dude. I like that guy a lot. Somebody we have to resign. Yeah. Let Shane Ray walk, keep Shaq Barrett to rotate in. Unless, um, unless. Oh, unless here we go. Shane Ray can go get, show. Unless he can show something. We'll see. But Barrett has showed it more consistently, so I'm still going to take Barrett. Um, oh, for sure. So you're taking the victory. I'm taking a victory as well, but a much closer victory, which I know that you and I talked about this off air, but uh, predictions for the season. Obviously, we can't predict worse than 2-14 and 14 at this point because um, we have two victories already. Um, but my prediction for the season, 10-6. and six. Wild card playoffs. What are you going um, I think I'm actually going to go around the same. I was, I was sliding down to like nine and seven. Oh, I know. I remember when we first started talking about this, you were talking eight and eight. And I was like, so you're saying that we only win six games the rest of the way. Uh, no, no. You know, the reason, the reason why is you thought we were going to win this game and you still were predicting eight and eight. And then you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Well, so I'll tell, are you? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. This game, I mean, it means a lot because we're playing the first game out of town against the first uh, road game, road test. Yep. But you know what our first test is, right? No, it's you mean our bigger test. What is the test, bro? Okay, so we have a test this week against the Ravens, but yeah. a much larger test. When we play in Kansas City. No. Following they, week. No, they play at us Monday night. Oh, is it at Denver? At Praise Denver. At Denver. Praise the Lord. But that's still a... Dude, that... But Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is a psycho right now. He's a psychopath, dude. Ten touchdowns. Two weeks, bro. And you know, this is and only dude, his here's the second thing. and third career starts. The weirdest thing, dude, they haven't even featured Kareem Hunt yet. No. What? It's terrifying. <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying. What? Get, that get is, out of here, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, they scare the hell out of me, dude. And Mahomes is just, he just, he just, he doesn't look rattled at all. He just, he just, oh, that guy's covered? Well, I'm just going to throw it over here at like 90 miles an hour. That dude's got a rocket, by the way. Um, it's just unbelievable what this, what that offense is doing right now. Well, they got, they got weapons everywhere, dude. They got, they got Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. 
and now Patrick Mahone's lighting it up. Like, I didn't really, I, I didn't really actually think. Well, I was like, I thought Mahomes nobody was thought be this was gonna good. happen. Good, you never know. I mean, there's got to be a cool off period. I'm hoping it's Monday night. Oh, there will be. He's not. He's not. He's not passing for 6,500 yards and and oh, 68 touchdowns. It's not gonna yeah. happen. I mean, it's gonna be a cool down. But are we gonna be the ones to cool him down? Do we hope so? We That's will be sure. the ones to cool him down. <laughs> if Roby gets it together, yeah, he he ain't, he ain't gone against Von Miller, bro. No, Von Miller, because you know what? The, no, you know. They, the, I mean, you know what the they, Chiefs don't have who oh. a defense. No, here's the thing. No, that's true. Uh, did. Was Joey Bosa playing in that game against the Chargers or Chargers and Chiefs week one? Dude, Joey Bosa isn't playing next week. Isn't I know playing. he's not, but I I couldn't remember if he was. No, he's 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 been out the entire season. Okay, that, okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I was like, yeah, he, was like, he, yeah, hasn't, they, he, hasn't, he hasn't played Von Miller, but yet. yeah, yeah, okay, that, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they got the they got one Melvin piece Ingram. Of they got Ingram, but they don't got. No, it's not not on the same tier as Miller. Damn. Oh, another thing I was thinking about with that Browns win for a second. This is random. No, Denzel Ward, the guy that we Stay were tuned. linked to. Yeah. Before we got Bradley Chubb. Not saying I love Bradley Chubb, but that Denzel Ward cat. I love Bradley Chubb, actually, but Denzel Ward. Denzel is like... Ward is looking good. He's looking. I mean. He, Great. He, he he's gonna be a runaway defensive defensive rookie of the year if he continues what he's doing. Runaway defensive rookie of the year if he continues what he's doing. Dude, that's and everyone's that's like, strip are, everyone's sack? like, are you kidding me for taking him? We we were too. I mean, because Bradley Chubb was like consensus. Uh, that, a better that's overall, probably uh, the dude we would have got if prospect. Because I was like, dude, I'd rather. I mean, I still would rather have Bradley Chubb because. Yeah. But, no. Man. Me too. Me too. But but we would have been in a good maybe maybe a better spot with our. Back That's hard end. to say. Our pass defense Dude, would be dance. better probably right now. It would be. But then, Adam Jones probably never gets signed, if. Uh, if De- yeah, if Denzel Ward is there. If we had had Denzel Ward, Adam Jones never gets signed. That strip but, sack, I was like, that dude watched Von Miller. That dude, I'm like, are you kidding me? This dude's a cornerback, a, a coverage corner? This dude is nuts. Man, I was pretty blown away. That dude away. plays out of his mind. Some of the interceptions he's had this year, plus he's recovering fumbles, so he's getting dirty. He's causing fumbles. This dude is on fire right now. Dude. He, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of the Browns. I was pretty blown away by his play, dude. I was like, dude, you're nuts. pretty blown away by that cat, dude. But anyways, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, let's do it. So so are you so prediction? Were you were you saying ten and six as well? Uh, yeah, I'll say ten and six. I mean, there's this. Uh, it all the de- ten and six, but it all depends on Kansas City. If we can snuff out Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's so weird, dude. If you listen to like fantasy like football podcasts and stuff they're already trying to like say like oh he's better than Aaron Rodgers which we already know that's garbage yeah you can't judge off two games I mean well Aaron Rodgers obviously on a bum knee 
Yeah. But the guy is flat playing the game. Um, I'm going to say 10 and 6. I say we take one of two from Kansas City. Yeah. I think we take That'd the first nice. I think we take the first one. Yeah, dude, playing in Kansas City is a hard place. To yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It's it's the second loudest stadium to play in behind uh yeah. behind uh Seattle. Seattle, yep. They're a hard place to play. So yeah, I don't think we're winning in Kansas City barring drastic differences. And I, and I think it, I think we play Kansas City like week it's it's a real close. We're we're playing both times before we play before we played San San Diego once. I, I know. know that for sure. Weird. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. I obviously we want we we wanted Kevin to be on this with us as well. Uh, unfortunately, like we said, scheduling and whatnot. Uh, and we will be fitting him in. We'll be fitting him in. Yeah, he's here. gonna. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be hearing from Kevin. There's there's no doubt about that. But. Um, but we definitely appreciate anyone who uh, who has tuned in. We're uh, uh, we're up. We're actually going to be up on Spotify. We're on iTunes now. Apple Podcasts. Uh, so Overcast. We're 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 starting to we're starting to get onto some multiple platforms right now. So whichever is your favorite p- platform, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, and uh, um, that way you get updates anytime that we post and anytime that we have a new episode. And definitely hit the like buttons too. Yeah. Yeah, like buttons help shares anything like Definitely. that. If you are a fan, if you're not a fan, that's awesome too. Uh, <laughs> still hit share and like because we can use anyone who's willing to do it. Um, now, uh, hopefully, Kevin will be with us next week, and uh, yep. hopefully, it'll be following a Denver Broncos win over the Ravens, 24-23. Like I said, we're hoping so. We're hoping so. So from Ian. From myself, thank you for listening to D-Bronx Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys later.